0: Nevada Basketball is Jordan Caroline, and you listen to Pac-Center.
1: What up, Wolfpack Nation? It is the host of Pac-Center, Garrett Hirschberg, here with my co-host, Miguel McNamara. If you can't tell by the intro song and don't know what we are talking about, well, number 21 men's basketball has won the Mountain West regular season title, and this happens to be back-to-back years that we have done it. This is a feat that has not happened since two thousand and six to 2007 other than men's basketball women's basketball had a rough week and softball and baseball had successful end of the week road trips but let's start off with men's basketball but before we get into that title game this weekend let's start with wednesday's win over san jose state 80 to 67 some storylines from this game was that kendall stevens was cash money how is cook increased the population of Hollywood Nevada and the lack of them somehow the Martin Twins did not produce that much offensively when it came to scoring. And also another thing to add at the end of the game, Kendall suffered an, a thumb injury. But Kendall went for 30 points on 9 of 19 shooting. He also added three boards, two and two blocks. Miguel, what were your thoughts on Kendall's performance?
0: It was astounding. I mean, 30 points, 9-19, three boards, two blocks. That's, I mean, while the uh, thumb injury, like you were saying, came to the end of the game, he definitely um, he definitely put up a stellar, stellar performance.
1: Ken, Kendall suffered a, I believe it's a sprained thumb um, and in the final minutes, in the closing minutes of that win, and he practiced all week and even played with like a brace slash heavy, heavy tape on his thumb, and I think it affected his shooting.
0: Yeah, it definitely did. I mean, what the brace and tape are designed to do is to not um, allow the thumb to go past its normal point. So if you look at a normal hand and you extend it out all the way, that's where it's supposed to be. What happened to Kendall's thumb is it went past that point. So the brace is designed to keep it there, which affects when shooting cuz you're not you can't really um, put as much accuracy on the ball when your thumbs fixed at one point.
1: And that's kinesiology 101 with Miguel. Uh yeah, but other than that, it was really Kendall and Hallis who stole the show for Nevada. Hallis um Hallis's parents made the trip to Reno from Union City, New Jersey. This caught him by surprise. He didn't think his parents would make it out make the trip. Uh, and he scored 15 points, including a season high five three maids. He also had seven assists, stepping in for the injured Lindsey Drew. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looked good out there.
0: He did, especially like, I mean, having the surprise and the happiness of his parents coming in probably definitely gave him that extra edge to be like, okay, I have to like, I have to bring my A game today. My parents are here; they came all the way out from Jersey to come watch me. It's it's go time.
1: Shout out to Howis's mom for liking our stuff on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you very much.
0: Uh, so,
1: although Howis and Ken- Kendall did well, it doesn't seem like the Martin twins found their groove when it came to scoring. Uh, combined, they only had 10 points, 13 boards. Cody had 10 and 8 assists. W- what went wrong? Like, why did they, why did they struggle?
0: I honestly don't know. It seemed like they were they were definitely off their game. There was something weird going on. I I mean I personally have no idea. I can't put words to it. But there was definitely something off about them playing, especially uh, Caleb.
1: Yeah. Um, and this game started out slow for Nevada, but then Hallis went super sane and made four straight threes, dropping which, bombs. Yeah. Um, but it's great to see that. San, San Jose State still winless in the year 2018
0: I almost feel bad for them I almost feel bad for them not really oh, 0-16 in conference 3-24 and overall but I do have a gripe about this game it should have been the, the difference should have been a lot more like they definitely let like 67 80 to 67 that's A 13-point difference, but it should have been a lot more. Seeing as you have the number one team in the conference playing the team in last place, I expected there to be a bigger uh, difference.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I don't know what the issue was with Nevada. They only turned the ball over eight times. Uh, It's just like they only took 61 shots that game and made 27, which is good for 44%. You would like to see that a bit higher,
0: like 50-ish ranges. Yeah. Um but other than that they they played well. Like I I'm not going to say they played bad, but they allowed Ryan Wellich to score 22 points.
1: We he's the one good thing on San Jose State. We
0: talked about it last week. Yeah, I know, but still you have there's one good player. He Only... played he played in all 40 minutes. Yeah. I'm not I'm not saying that I didn't expect him to get a lot of a lot of points, but Twenty-two, in my personal opinion, seems a little bit much.
1: And something interesting is that the game ended with five walk-ons on the court, including two football players, uh, Justin Brent and Elijah Cooks. Shout out
0: to Elijah Cook. Uh, John Monster,
1: uh, John Jones, uh, Charlie Tully, and David Cunningham. You know, good for John Jones. He didn't lose a tooth this game.
0: I forgot about that. Yeah, that was the <laughs> last
1: time I remember him playing at, in Lawler. Oh, but it, wow. it was. Which, other than Jordan Caroline, which basketball player can you see playing football?
0: Playing football. I mean, because Jordan
1: Caroline's built like a tight end.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. He definitely could. I mean, he's got no 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 offense to Caroline, but I don't know if he could take the hits of a tight end.
1: He played quarterback in high school.
0: Yeah. QBs usually don't get hit that much. Yeah, but... He may... Uh, definitely at the QB position. He played in high school. He has experience for it. But the only other person that I honestly He's 6'7",
1: 230.
0: Uh-huh. So, there's plenty of tight ends who are that size, who aren't, like... They play in the NFL, and they're, like, they're really good, but I wouldn't say that they're star, star quality.
1: And I'm sure he can catch as well. Oh, Yeah. So you never answered oh, the question which which basketball player could you see out on the football field.
0: Honestly, I'm going I'm tied between Lindsey Drew and Kendall Stevens. What what position? Wideouts. Lin- wide outs. Both of them. Wideouts and DBs. Okay. I feel like they're fast enough. They have they have enough hand-eye coordination to be able to get up, catch the ball, get the DB off of them or get or stay on a wide receiver while they're going for a route. I feel like I feel like they could well, they should stick to their basketball careers. I feel like if they did try something in the football realm, they, they would be decent. They wouldn't excel, but they would be really pretty good.
1: I feel like you could put Jordan Caroline at like a linebacking, like a blitzing linebacker position. Oh
0: god, that'd be scary.
1: I I feel like oh. you could also maybe put Elijah Foster at a DN position.
0: I I like that. I like that. So yeah, that that's my pick. Elijah Foster. Get a get a Jordan Caroline with that Ray Lewis mask that he. Face mask that he wore in this last game. God that'd be scary.
1: Yeah. All right, but that's we, we got off topic there, but that's fine. Uh let's talk about Sunday. Yes, Sunday. Sunday's win over Colorado State, 92 to 83. Some storylines from this game. One, it was senior day. Um two, Kendall's injury proving to be serious. Um Caleb rebounded nicely, and Cody almost had a triple double. Came one ass- one assist shy and the fact that they got new uniforms. Uh, so for the seniors, it was Hallis, Kendall, and Elijah. Um, it was in a very touching video package. Um, great to see. It was great to see because the two newcomers really stepped up in their senior year.
0: Oh, yeah, especially only being here one season and kind of filling in roles that uh, were previously uh, kind of void and not there. It's it's astonishing how they just came in and hit the ground running with uh, Coach Muss.
1: Yeah, it was a pretty pretty good season for them. Uh, as we mentioned just a few seconds ago, Nevada got new uniforms. They got a white version of their Battleborn jerseys, and it, that makes it twelve different uniform combinations for the pack this year. I love them.
0: Good Lord.
1: Um, our buddy at the RSJ, Chris Murray, ranked them. He ranked them uh, one Battleborn blue, two uh, anthra, anthracite gray, three Battleborn white, four pink, five the black jerseys. Six camos, seven, like seven turquoise, the turquoise, and seven jerseys, eight Dope. Lake Tahoe white, nine Lake Tahoe gray, ten Lake script, uh, the white script pack ones, uh, eleven the regular blue ones, and twelve the regular gray ones.
0: Yeah, I, the only thing that I don't agree with on that list is the pink. See, I feel, I like, feel the, like the pink should be last. I feel
1: like the pink was because he had Chris also received a very very angry voicemail, um, <laughs> uh, from a fan who did not like him. Oh,
0: I remember seeing on yeah, his. I think it was on his Twitter. He said, "I'm yep. gonna put pink at number four just because of this yeah. guy."
1: Uh, no, I like, I like all the jerseys. Yeah,
0: I definitely like the, uh, the, I, the the white battle boards. I kind of like different. the turquoise ones. The turquoise ones are really nice. My favorite ones are the camos.
1: Yeah, all day. I remember they only wore them like I think once, and that was like opening opening night.
0: Yeah, I I really want them to bring it back. So.
1: In in the post game press conference, Cody Mart here's Cody Martin's thoughts on the new jerseys. Yeah, uh, it, it's exciting. Um, so a lot of jerseys. I think coaching holding out on us until this game, but it is what it is. I, I love coming here and you know rocking some new stuff. Keeps our fans and stuff on their toes. So you know we like we always like wearing new stuff. With that being said, let's jump into the game. And this game was much closer than it should have been.
0: Oh oh yeah oh yeah. Two two games in a row that. It should have been a blowout victory, but instead it was close. And actually, Colorado State was ahead at, I believe, it was somewhere uh, in the beginning of the second half. They were up 52-49, and, like, they were tied for a while, and I'm like, what is going on? There's no way that Colorado State should be keeping up with us. Second to last place, playing the number one team. Like, come on, guys.
1: Yeah, but Colorado State's one of those – scrappy teams we saw them when we were in fort collins that was such a close game it was closer than it should be um but you've got to give them a lot of props for keeping him keeping the game close even though they only had seven players play
0: seven players total
1: yeah same with nevada though
0: oh well, yeah i mean i yeah like you said i i'm not gonna i'm not gonna uh downplay them that they have the uh tenacity and the, the grit no pun intended to um stay in games and uh be a contender
1: yeah you're right the game was closer but nevada was able to get good production from their stars although kendall didn't really shoot well um uh caleb found his way back into the scores column scoring dropping 25 points which was a game high four rebounds five assists Jordan Caroline with another in and out double double twenty one points fourteen rebounds and three assists. Cody was one ass- was one rebound away from a in and out, uh, not an in and out, an Oreos triple double.
0: It was so close.
1: Uh, he finished with seventeen points nine rebounds eleven assists. Coach Muss was really proud of this unselfish play. Take a listen to this quote.
2: And that's been a characteristic, and especially with Lindsey not being here, it's really important that our guys understand the importance of of moving the ball. And, you know, like Caleb takes 20 shots tonight, but he has five assists. And then obviously Cody, you know, just so, so unselfish with 11 assists. And even Jordan, um, you know, at at, at, that, I mean, again, I keep saying he's a, He's a small forward playing the center, and he has three assists for us tonight. So, just great ball movement.
1: Now, Miguel, there were some plays that really stood out to you. Which ones were they?
0: My number one standout play was the dunk by Jordan Caroline. I believe it was right after, or it was somewhere around when Colorado State actually got ahead. Ball movement all around. Caroline came right into the paint shoved the ball right down Colorado's throat it was it sent a message to Colorado saying no 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 you don't belong here this is our house this is where we belong
1: you're right that was a very and en- very energizing play because for some reason whenever Jordan Caroline dunks it the fan fans get on their feet they start clapping it's a great sight to see.
0: He he just he brings so much energy to the court when he makes big time plays like that. It it shows in all the fans, the rest of his teammates, even the bench. If you pay attention to the bench when Caroline dunks, oh it's it's a sight to see.
1: See, although Nevada Nevada got great production from their guys, but Colorado State also got really good production. We got to like give them credit. Prentice Nixon went off for uh 27 points, which led the game and the Italian Nico Carvaccio uh, had a double double with 13 points, 14 boards, and also added seven assists. But I remember during the game, I was joking with uh, the guy sitting next to me with Carvaccio. Uh, it sounds so much like he's about to open an Italian deli in Fort an Italian deli in Fort Collins, and or he already has this sandwich called a Carvaccio cover- I'll take a Carvacho on rye. Yeah. It sounds so much like a sandwich. Yeah. But with the win came the partying. Um, after the after the game, ran, uh, confetti rained down from the ceilings of Lawler, and the win essentially clinched the Mountain West regular season title. And they have two games remaining. We got a shirtless muss, and it w- it was such a great celebration.
0: It, it was kind of funny because, like, he took his shirt off and then he got, like, the back-to-back shirt. But then his wife came around and in Expo marker – actually, no, I think it was Sharpie. No. Wrote, I mean, I don't know. It looked like Sharpie. I was looking at the scoreboard. Uh, Wrote Mountain West Champs on it. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, and
1: Mus had his whole family there. Even in the press conference, he joked about his ex-wife being there.
0: <laughs> I remember hearing about that. But, yeah, yeah no, he was saying that uh, – both of his sons were there. One drove up from San Diego, and one flew in from somewhere else. No,
1: the one the one drove over the mountain from the Bay Area. The one okay. flew
0: from San Diego. That's right. That's right.
1: And Mariah Musselman's there all the games. Um, but it was great to see them celebrating with the trophy, um, cutting down the net. And if you want to check out pictures from that, you can check out our Twitter at PackCenterNV. You can also check out our Instagram PackCenterNevada. I was there on the court snapping photos. So, please give it a like if you can. Uh, it was pretty hectic.
0: Yeah, but pictures are worth it.
1: Shout out to Howis for um, bringing out the uh, bringing out the Minions beanie.
0: Always a clown. Yeah. Always just clowning whenever you can.
1: But um, here, here is what Caleb Martin said about winning the Mountain West title.
2: Uh, I mean, it feels really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially, like, since last year we were sitting out and, you know, cutting down the nets last year felt good as well, but it it kind of felt like we weren't too much a part of it because we had to sit out. So to actually be able to, you know, be able to compete and play 30-plus minutes and then, you know, see what we went through with guys going down and the lack of depth that we have and still be able to cut down the nets in a conference like this big time, so it feels really good.
1: So with the title being wrapped up, this now finishes – the home season for Nevada. Uh, they, Nevada finished with a home record of 14-1, and and they also set a school record for averaging just over 9,000 people per per game.
0: That, that's a lot of people. For those of you who don't know, the max capacity at Lawler is 11,300. So 90% of the seats in Lawler were filled at every single game.
1: Yeah, and there were definitely games where you, you could feel the big... Atmosphere like UNLV, uh, carl State, there were a good amount of people at, uh, um,
0: at this last Colorado State game. There was 10,273. Boise
1: State, there was another good one. I remember, uh, when Rhode Island was here, it felt like a big fight feel. And look and look at how they're doing. Um, Cody Martin was named Mountain West Player of the Week. Now, this is the second time a Pac player has earned this honor since Jordan Caroline did it this week, did it earlier in the year. Uh, In the two games this week, Cody averaged nine points, nine and a half rebounds, nine assists, while also recording three blocks and two steals. Now, this is a performance Cody will get you. Cody's not, like, the biggest scorer, although he did drop a career-high 30 a couple weeks ago.
0: Yeah, that was insane.
1: But he's more the guy to fill up the stat sheet.
0: Yeah, he uh, he, he is... More of a team player than anybody else, he passes the ball around with those nine assists, nine and a half rebounds. He's he's definitely more of a team player than going up for shots. It seems like when you're in the game, it seems like he kind of he goes up for a lot of shots. But when you really like pay attention to the to the points and you really pay attention to to the uh, to the game and specifically him, he's passing the ball around a lot. He's giving other people chances to to uh, make those shots where. It's not that he can't. It's just that he knows that other people have, I, I want to say, not more of a chance. But he wants to give them that chance to be able to make that shot.
1: See, and with, with the injury to Lindsey, he is the primarily ba- primary ball handler on the team. Mm-hmm. Now, it was interesting with Lindsey how they got along because they're both essentially point guards, 164, 167. But it, it somehow worked, like the dynamic worked, and I think Cody has definitely stepped up into the shoe and filled the shoes that wins that with the Lindsay injury.
0: Yeah, um, with the with the Lindsay injury, it's like you said, it seemed like Cody was kind of taking on his role. But if if you watch how they play, Cody and Lindsay, they kind of play um, similarly in like the way that they handle the ball, the way that they kind of run the offense and stuff. Um, it's it's not like Cody was jumping into some brand new shoes that he had no idea what was going on. It seemed like he was very comfortable where he was.
1: You're right. And I've been really impressed with Josh Hall this year. Like in his sophomore year, he had a good freshman year, but I think he had a better sophomore year. He hasn't gotten as much playing time, but I think that he's really filled in with need be when it comes to like defense and offense. That's something he's definitely improved his shot selection.
0: Yeah, definitely. Taking taking the right shots, not just kind of going up whenever you think you have a shot, kind of taking taking a second, looking around, seeing who is on you, thinking is it am I almost guaranteed to make this shot or is it like less than a 50% chance? That's that's what you got to figure out when you're going up and you're trying to take those shots. You got to think, okay, what are the odds that I actually make this shot?
1: Well, that's enough for this past week. Let's look ahead to this coming week. And today, we traveled down south to face the Rebel Alliance. Now, Mush is put in a particular, in a tricky situation because with the tournament on the horizon, the team already clinching the number one seed. Will he rest his players? Listen to what he says.
2: Try to win. Um, you know, I know there's um I mean, my wife's pretty athletic and and uh she understands the game and you know, she asked, "Are guys going to rest or you know, what are you going to do?" And I mean, uh I was raised only one way and it was to try to win every single game. Um so there's going to be a scoreboard. I got competitive players. We are going to UNLV. We're not resting anybody. Um We have great respect for their talent, great respect for Coach Marvin. Uh, I think they're one of the most talented teams in the entire country. And so we're going to go there to try to compete and and, and play to win. And regardless of what happens in that game, we're going to San Diego State to compete against an ultra-talented team. and And both buildings are hard to win at, but so that I don't get asked or whatever people tweet or whatever. We're not resting people. We're going to try to win basketball games.
1: Now the last time these two teams met, uh, we we did not come out on the winning winning end. It was the last loss we suffered. Uh, we lost eighty six to seventy eight. It was
0: the only loss at home.
1: Yeah, it was the only loss at home. One of two conference losses for
0: us. Um,
1: only if Caleb played. Only
0: if he played. Yeah, Caleb was out that game. Javon Mooring went off for thirty one. Nevada only shot. 31.8% from the field and 28.6% from deep. Garrett, what do you think we have to do in this next game?
1: Score, shoot well. Um I think Nevada has to have a mentality like a um the like the Mamba mentality. You realize that the you have to have like a killer instinct. Like you although you clinch the Mountain West, there's still tournament implications. Like two losses to UNLV, like another loss it, you can't like like this will affect your the March play, and it also affects the seeding for the Mountain West title. Like, if you, you give UNLV another loss, they they might drop a ranking and whatnot. I uh, but I think I think I think we got to see Kayla perform, shut down Javon Mooring. Um, I think the I think uh, Jordan Caroline and the Bigs have to play well because UNLV is a very good rebounding team, and I think you got to limit their opportunities.
0: Yeah. Definitely I agree with everything that you just said.
1: Um, and that's that's our second to last game on the season. But the last game on the season is Saturday at San Diego State. What a beautiful place to end the season. Uh, the last time these two te- teams met, the Nevada killed the Aztecs in the second half of that game, where Jordan Caroline had a double double with twenty six and eleven. Lindsay own finished one assist shy from a triple double. Um but a player to watch out is a player to watch for is Malik Pope, uh, a big man for San Diego State. He's been playing really well of late. Any thoughts on uh, this possible upcoming game?
0: Um, for San Diego, like you said, um, last time we met, we utterly demolished them. But that was what weeks ago. Yeah, we we have to. You have to take into account that. San Diego's a different team than they were weeks ago. They've rised up in the rankings a little bit. They're ranked number 5 um now currently. And um it's you just have to kind of like take take um take the opponents as they come. Last time demolished them. There's uh, not really much more that you can prepare other than doing what you've been doing um I foresee this being kind of a close game.
1: Yeah, um you you look at the last time these two teams met, Nevada killed them in the second half. Uh but other than that, they've won four straight. They beat Wyoming by 10. They killed UNLV by 38. 94 to 56. Wow.
0: That I think a,
1: that, I think that's right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. that's See, that's the kind of numbers that I want that I wanted to see at for us against uh, San Jose and Colorado, that's the stuff that we should be putting up. For and, and this, in and this also, that stat right there should fire up the Wolfpack even more for seeing that a number five ranked team can beat a number seventh ranked team, but us being number one, I was having trouble with them, that's got to be like okay, like no, we gotta we gotta bring the hammer down this upcoming or today.
1: You're right and. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I think, yeah, I think you're right. It's going to be a very close game. Uh, but that's enough. That's that's the end of the games for the season. Let's look ahead at March. Even though it is on thir- March 1st is Thursday, let's look ahead at March Madness. But with Nevada being winning the Mountain West regular season title means they will be the number one seed in the Mountain West tournament. Not to toot my own horn, but I will be there. Uh, horn,
0: the- own horn has been tooted. <laughs>
1: Uh, their first game will, as the number one seed, their first game will be on uh, Thursday, March 9th? 8th. 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 Okay. Uh, March 8th, and that will be at noon. Uh, and they will face the winner of the 8th and ninth, number 8 versus number 9 seeds. We're still unsure on who that is. Um, And despite these two wins this week, they dropped a spot in the Mountain West, in not in the Mountain West, in the AP Top Twenty Five. They dropped from number twenty to twenty-one, which is weird. But also, you got to look at the competition they played. It's not very good competition.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know why we dropped a ranking. It's, it's. I mean, ultimately, it's not up to me what the rankings are. If it was up to me, we'd be in the top, we'd be in the top 10. That's up, just, that's just me, how I feel.
1: If it was up to me, we'd
0: be number one. To, uh, I mean, are you arguing that? I want to, but I'm not going to. All right. Well,
1: and according to our buddy, uh, Joe Lenardi of ESPN, Nevada is now projected to be a sixth seed in the West region where they would face the winner of the play-in game between Louisville in Texas, both these teams are dealing with FBI scandals, uh, and that game would be played in Wichita. Now we went over this last week. Where's Wichita?
0: Kansas. I think you're right. I'm just gonna look it up right now because I think it. Is, I think it's in. Yep, it's Kansas.
1: Okay, good. Yep, we're good. Well, there's a geography lesson from Pac Center. <laughs> um, but that is all we have for men's basketball. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll jump straight into the rough week that women's basketball had. Hollywood,
2: Hollywood, Jay.
1: are back from break and although we had such a high on talking about men's basketball we can't say the same about women's basketball they suffered another heartbreaking loss and i feel like this is getting super super repetitive
0: is yeah, it 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 is i mean it's it's sad that that uh, the majority of losses losses from the women's basketball have been so close, when they're right there on the edge, but that last that last three or that last free throw like could have made the difference with the game, and in this San Jose State game, fifty seven to fifty four, just three points away, like it's just so close.
1: And I feel like there's two things consistent with women's basketball: shooting woes and heartbreak losses. Yeah, we got both of those this game. Um, shooting lows as Miguel mentioned, Nevada lost 57 to 54 to the Spartans of San Jose. Tage Zeller finished with a double double, 18 points, 18 points, 15 boards, which both led the team. Good for her. Terre Briggs also recorded a double double, 11 and 10. And the shooting was, as we mentioned, Nevada shot one of ten from three and only shot 35% from the field. I,
0: I don't even know how to explain those stats. I mean, like, it's it's great to see uh, two of their big players getting double-doubles, and they seem to be the most consistent as far as um, getting points and getting the numbers on the board. But that needs to become an all-around thing where everybody's getting Maybe not double-doubles, but everybody's getting enough points on the boards to be up there.
1: Yeah, Zeller has definitely been a beast this season, leading the team in scoring and rebounding. But I feel like basketball is more than, basketball is more than just a one-person sport. You need people to chip in.
0: It's a team sport. That's why there's five people on the court.
1: And with you see with men's, you have great scoring from Caleb, Cody, Jordan. Uh how is can bring scoring Kendall man.
0: And with and also with Cody uh passing the ball around, getting the ball to other people. There needs to be that where there's you're not passing to the same one or two people every time. Take take a shot. Like just go with your gut. Take the shot from there. You might make it, you might not. I mean the shoot the shooting was, as Garrett said, one of ten from three. You they only took ten shots, like take more. Sure, you might miss them all, but you don't know in the great words of Wayne Gretzky, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Michael Scott. Mike, yeah, him too.
1: Yeah, but uh, and I feel like with women's basketball, you need more people to pr- step up. And you'll have the occasional game where maybe it's, uh, someone else scores in double figures, but you remember like last week Nevada had a game where they had six people score in double figures.
0: So yeah, I, there needs to be a lot more of that. See,
1: I, mean, I don't, I don't expect us to have six players in double figures every game. Oh yeah, maybe get like two, three, four. Like try to get that consistency. Try to get the offense going. And I feel like this team is somewhat struggling on offense.
0: Yeah, I mean, it definitely seems like they're struggling on offense, like the shooting woes, as we've reiterated time and time again. Uh, there just needs to be more. They need to pass the ball around a little bit more. And there needs to be more of the camaraderie in trust trust yourself and trust each other to take the shot. You having your top two having your top two players take the majority, if not all the shots, like no. Have have your other have other teammates start taking more shots, start taking more risks. Yes, sure. Risks may not pay off, but you might as well, if you're there. And you have the shot right in front of you. Just take it. Do you think there's a chemistry issue? I mean, there there might be. Kind of like how we we saw, um, excuse me, how we saw this past week against uh, San Jose. How the Martin Twins like something was up. We didn't. Nobody knew what was really going on. There might be like a, a team bonding issue or something with them that they're like, oh, they're just not. They're not clicking.
1: Okay. Fair point. Let's jump into Saturday's game uh against the Colorado State Rams, uh, where they lost 75 to 64. So another nine, another was it? an 11. eleven point loss close. it, it was close. Um Camaria King led the game in scoring with sixteen points. Tej Zeller dropped eleven and Timo added thirteen. Uh, see what I mean with three player, three or four players scoring in double figures.
0: Yeah, but, but it's also – it's the same players every time. Yeah. It's always King, Tej, Timo. It's always, like, those, those specific um, players. It needs to be more uh, passing the ball around.
1: Now, shooting woes were not so much a thing this game. Uh, from three, they shot 47%, 9 of 19. So what Kendall shot uh, against San Jose State. Yeah. Uh, they shot 42.1% from the field which isn't bad but they did shoot only 58.3% from the charity stripe. That's not good.
0: You're giving up free points. That's that's honestly what the free what free throws are there for. It's free points. Every single time like in a men's game, I don't mean to gripe on the women's, on the women's team, but every single time in a men's game when Caroline uh Drew or when pretty much anybody went to the line, it was almost guaranteed points there there was never a time where it's like oh are we is he going to make the free throw is he going to shack it
1: see last year jordan caroline had major free throw pro, free throw issues yeah but and he so spent the he worked the off- on it yeah, yeah he worked on it so i think free throws have to be a must fix this offseason mm-hmm. um the team now sits with a record of 12 and 15 5 and 11 in conference and they are good for 7th place in the conference let's look ahead at this tough week as they they get, they host the rebel force and that game is today um the last time these two teams met another heartbreaking loss uh they lost 77 to 75 and the rebels come into this game with a record of 18 and 9 13 and 3 in conference which is good for second
0: place in the mountain west See what I'm saying is like this. For the last time, like all these, like the majority of these losses have been close, where they have the ability to win these games. It's just more of the fact of um, having having the trust in your teammates, having the uh, hard work and dedication to go through those long hours, get those extra shots in and stuff, and having. Having the guts to just go up and take those shots.
1: Yeah, I don't know how much, I don't know how many more, how many more games they have left because they they got these two next uh, regular season games. I don't know if they're going to win a conference tournament game, Uh, but to end their season, they host San Diego State. It is Senior Day, and they are sending off a bunch of players and a bunch of good players. Yeah. They uh, actually uh, here are the seniors: Ashley Jones, Taze Zeller, Haley Bergman, and T. Mo. That's like a good amount of offense.
0: That's that's the majority two, of offense. Yeah, that's two of your best scorers on the team. So there's got to be people. There's got to be uh, new fresh blood that has to come up, step up to the plate, and fill in and exceed those roles.
1: Last time these two teams met. Uh, another heartbreaking loss 75-72 see the, these games
0: they're they're so close and they I th- just need to they just need to like i said before trust your teammates uh have the guts to take those shots and
1: i feel like we're just beating the same issue on the head over and over again yeah uh but san diego state comes into this game with a record of 11 and 16 5 and 11 in conference which we're tied for, we're tied with them for a seventh in the Mountain West. So hopefully we could become the sixth seed. They become the seven.
0: Yeah, let let's come out on top on this.
1: But that is all for women's basketball. Let's take another quick break, and we'll join. We'll, we'll come back with some softball. Audio are back from break thank you for listening to pack center on Wolfpack radio itunes and SoundCloud. let's jump right into softball and we have to talk about their ace julia jensen but they competed this past weekend in the libby mattson tournament in P- in stockton california uh in their first game the way it worked out the way the format works out is two games friday two games saturday one game Sunday in the first game of Friday, they faced the seventh ranked LSU Tigers. I didn't know they were that good at softball. Uh Haley Berta drove in the only runs of the game with a two run double. So Daria McAllister also had two hits and Julia Jensen went six innings, giving up five runs and striking out seven.
0: How is her arm not falling off yet? That woman is a superhuman. You're the, you're the kinesiology guy.
1: How, how I
0: have I have I mean she has to be like icing that shoulder almost 24 7 when she's not pitching she has an ice pack on that shoulder because I guess
1: if we see anyone walking around school with an ice pack,
0: probably we know Julia it is. Jensen.
1: Uh let's talk about their second game, another loss uh to Seattle, seven to two. Uh, Alyssa Mendez led the team with three hits. She also drove in a run. So Daria McAllister also drove in a run. And starter Callie Sargent went four and two thirds inning, giving up five runs while striking out four. Not not a great game. No. But they rebounded nicely because on Saturday they beat Seattle eight to one. Erica Hansen uh went two of three with four RBI, including a home run. So Daria McAllister also had a double. So good for her. Uh and ju- who else but Julia Jenton had a complete game giving up one run and striking
0: out six? That I mean, just the fact that she has pitched so many games, but the fact that she still has the ability to strike out players and have the accuracy that she has while pitching that many games, it is astonishing. I, was, I have no explanation. I for was it. gonna
1: say the fact that she has her arms still attached to to her body is impressive. That too. Uh, let's jump into game number four of the tournament on set. and uh, they beat Northern Colorado six to two. Erica Hansen Homered in back to back games and she also drove in two runs. Liz Cartwright had two hits and a stolen base. Callie Sargent Callie Sargent started the game but then and then, and then who else but Julia Jensen finished the game. Uh, the two combined for 10 strikeouts. Very good. Very good performance.
0: Very good. Julia Justin seems to be their go-to player or go-to pitcher, I should say. Cause she's definitely a specialist at her position.
1: And in the final game of the season, um, they in the final game of the tournament, my bad, they beat Pacific six to nothing. RBI machine, Erica Hansen drove in three runs, including yet another home run. This makes it this makes it uh, three games in a row with home runs. Um, Sierra Mello, also homered, and who else pitched? Just just guess.
0: Julia Jensen.
1: Yeah, she did. She threw a complete game shutout, only allowing four hits while striking out five. Yeah. Again.
0: Th- those, are, those are some insane numbers. I mean, sh- shout out to Erica Hansen. Three home runs, three games in a row. That's that's awesome.
1: I also want to know who the team doctor is. Is he like doing some type of like Matt? Is he like? Are there's you...
0: gotta be something. I think I think it's a girl. I think it's a is girl it, trainer. Is, you
1: remember Major League? Yeah. Like, you know how they uh, pray to the chicken? Uh huh. Yes. Is, I want to know like what what are they doing? Like, there's like
0: there's there's some voodoo stuff going yeah. on here. I mean that's as we said time and time and again. how is Julian Jensen have her arms still? Three days in a row. Or I'm sorry. Two days two or three days in a row? Three no, days. she pitched all three days. Three days in a row pitching, she didn't pitch, I think, one game. One mm-hmm. game. Yeah, one game she did not pitch. She pitched every other game. And she with the amount of strikeouts that she's had for pitching that consistent that consistently, for pitching that much, and for being able to pitch that consistently to get consistent strikeouts every single time that she goes up. That's that's amazing.
1: Yeah, looking at the team stats, they currently sit uh, with a record of six and nine, and they are currently on a three-game winning streak following that tournament. Uh, Julia Jensen has appeared in eleven games this season with a record of four and four, and she has a two point four five ERA, which is pretty good. That
0: yeah, that's that's amazing. For those the of you, teams
1: played in. 15 games she's been in 11 of them
0: still only 2.45 runs per game that's that that's amazing
1: yeah and you especially see that she's had games where she does give up a a decent amount of runs um like the lsu game but then she also come back throw a shutout uh like against pacific Mm -hmm. um When it comes to offense, Alyssa Mendez leads the team in batting average with a .381 uh, B.A., uh, given the stats, minimum of 20 at-bats so far this season. Mm -hmm. Jessica Sellers is producing like crazy. Uh, She leads the team in home runs with three and RBI with 12.
0: Yeah, that's with uh, Eric Hansen hot on her tail, though. Yeah, um...
1: And looking ahead with softball, they are partaking in the Red Desert Classic in St. George, Utah, where the format will follow the same as the previous tournaments they've had. Uh, They start off with two games Friday uh, where they play Weber State and Southern Utah. And then on Saturday, they got two more games against Southern Utah and Utah Valley. And then Sunday, they have one game against Montana. Now, these aren't big names. These aren't big name schools, so hopefully Nevada will it will be able to come away with victories. And I want to I want to get your prediction. How many how many games were Julia Jensen pitching? Out of the five, how many will she pitching? Four. You think
0: four? I think four. I think they'll give her 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 arrest on either Sunday or the first day on or the first game on Saturday.
1: See, I don't know because like we saw her pitch four game or pitching
0: what was it. Four. Four? Four games. Yeah. Cause she rested uh She rested I believe the, the second game. game the second game oh, the second on game. Friday. Yeah. The second game on Friday she she rested. I feel like they're they're gonna use her as much as, as much as uh they can. Especially with her being a freshman. Well they already use her as much as she can. Uh I mean, yeah. But I mean, for her being a freshman and pitching that much, I feel like Actually, I'm gonna change it up. I think they're gonna start her three games and rest her two, just because they've been. She's been the workhorse and she's been working hard lately. And you gotta so save.
1: You gotta save that arm. You gotta, for you gotta. You gotta the playoffs. Save, yeah, you gotta save the or arm. The regulars,
0: season for the rest of the season. You're good. For they gotta. You gotta save that arm. Um, you don't want to. You don't want to burn her out in tournament play when you still have, like we said, the rest of the regular season to go. It's we're still only fifteen games in. We have yet to have a home game. Yeah, and Julia Jensen's pitched eleven games of those fifteen. I don't think we have a home game until uh, it's in a couple weeks. It's in. Uh, let's see. There's the Davis Tournament. Then our first home game is March 14th against Sac State. That's in. That's in like two weeks.
1: Yeah. So. Uh... Make sure everyone should go out to Dixon Park to see Julia Jensen just put on a
0: show. It's Hickson Park. Is it Hickson? Hickson. Oh. Whoops. (laughs) Uh, And
1: on that note, let's uh, take another quick break and we'll jump into some baseball.
2: (laughs) Come on and show them what you can do.
1: We are back for the final segment of the day, and we are here to talk about some baseball. Uh, baseball had a very successful week, I would say. Um, as you mentioned, as we mentioned last week, we didn't really cover their game against Cal State Fullerton due to it being on Tuesday, and that is when we record. Well, the results are that we won two to nothing against the 13th ranked Titans of Fullerton. Where Allyard Allard, Allard and Jalen Mc- McLaughlin drove in the only runs of the game and McLaughlin hit an RBI triple Dalton Gomez uh picked up his first win of the season going eight innings and striking out five very big win for the pack this this early in the season
0: oh yeah especially um especially beating a ranked team top 25 team that it definitely shows what the pack's bringing to the uh to the conference and to the league.
1: You're right, and I think this is just a huge confidence builder. You got to think, like, look, they, they struggled against UC Irvine going one and two, but being able to get that back to 500 record with that win against Fullerton, I think I think they finished their California stint nice. Yeah. And let's jump into their, their weekend uh, against Oral Roberts. It wasn't very nice weather in Oklahoma uh, as their first two games got rained out. It- so – they had to postpone uh, the Saturday game for Sunday, and they played a doubleheader, which must be tough on the players.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, for so- first softball. I mean, I don't understand why softball plays doubleheaders every single time that they play or every single time they have tournament play, but for for baseball, it's it's got to be a uh, it's it's just got to drain the players to have to have to play a uh, a doubleheader, especially a
1: nine inning game like baseball.
0: Yeah, and then having to go back an hour and a half, an hour, maybe even if half that, an hour. Yeah. yeah, if that, later, and play another nine-inning game.
1: You're right. Um, let's take a look at game one. They won three to nothing. Mark Nowazeski went off. Uh, he threw a complete game shutout, striking out five. Grant Fennel drove in two of the three runs with a single. And it is great to see Nevada continuing that win streak. It got it pushed them to just above five hundred, a record of three and two. It's good to see you get great performances out of your ace.
0: Yeah, it it's great to see um Mark Nozeski throwing complete game, like you said, shut out, striking out five. It's it's great to see um somebody who who we've seen on the baseball team as being their one of their number one guys coming into the season, showing off his potential and showing what he can really do.
1: Yeah, and in this second game of the day, they suffered a heartbreaking loss. It, it's been a heartbreaking loss episode for us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, they lost 3-2. to two. The loss came in the bottom of the ninth. Um, Nevada was up 2-1
0: to one, heading into the bottom of the ninth, and they just gave up two runs. But but you got to keep in mind that those players are exhausted. They're not used to being out in the Oklahoma weather. Whereas Oral Roberts, those guys are used to being in that kind of weather. And us, we're yeah, we're used to like cold, like not the greatest of weathers. But it's Oklahoma. I mean, no offense to people who live in Oklahoma. I doubt any of you would be listening to this. But regardless, you never know. Yeah, but you don't have the best of weather, especially for baseball.
1: I don't know. I can't, I can't say I know Oklahoma weather I've never been. Neither have I. Okay.
0: Uh, Daniel
1: Perry got the game started early with a home run in the top of the first inning. Uh, freshman pitcher Jake Jackson went seven innings, giving up only one run while striking out 13 batters. We've seen this kid in his last two starts go off. And I feel like he might be like, like a prodigy pitcher for Nevada in the years to
0: come as well. He might be. It seems like he's trying to go after uh Nozeski and for that that starting role and 7 innings, striking out 13. It's it definitely kind of uh overshadows so- Nozeski's throwing a complete game but only striking out 5.
1: See, I don't I don't think it, well, to be fair, Nozeski got the win. Well,
0: yeah, but also that was the first game of the day. Playing a doubleheader, he's Jake Jackson sitting there for what is probably two or three hours, just sitting there watching a game, as opposed to him going out there and pitching.
1: Yeah, I guess. Um, but like what happened on last week's show, Nevada is playing a game on Tuesday night, and we record right. We record in the afternoon. So we won't be able to know the results, but we wish the baseball team the best of luck as they face Santa Clara. Uh, let's take a look at the games to come. Um, they, start conference, they start conference play already, although for conference play for baseball is a little bit weird because they mix in series with non-conference teams all the time. Rather than in basketball and football, we see like once they hit conference time, that's all the teams they play like. I know later in the year we play uh, we play Oregon State, and so mm. and I think I, it, it's weird that we start conference play without even having another home without it having a single home game.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting how uh, the season's lined up like that. I think for for baseball as well, our first home game is March 9th against San Jose San Jose State. So it's still. That's next Friday, I believe. Yeah, next, this upcoming Friday. It's, or not this upcoming Friday, but There's the Friday that. after. No, oh. Thursday the 8th. Oh. Yeah. Because okay. Thursday is March 1st. We've, we've talked about this on the show already. Yeah. Um, but,
1: uh, yeah, you're right. Um, So, New Mexico comes into this record, with, <laughs> comes into this game with a record of 4-3-1. and one. They tied their last game. I don't know how it's possible. They tied.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, don't you go to extra innings? Or I mean, yeah, I, I I know like MLB baseball. Maybe college rules are rules are different, but that's interesting that they that they tied a game. I mean, I know it's not uh, it's not like uncommon in like the pros and triple A's and stuff, but in college, usually you get a winner and a loser.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. There's never ties in baseball.
0: I've I've watched a couple of them. Huh? Yeah. Giant Giants had a tie game uh last season. Uh I think
1: they did not have a tie. I'm pretty sure they did. Because no. I'm pretty sure they'd keep playing in extra innings. I've seen baseball games that go th- 26 oh, innings. Oh
0: that's a lot of innings. You're yeah, right. You're right. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking of then. I that's I don't great. know
1: either. But um and then on next Tuesday they face uh pacific in stockton um university pacific has a record of three and five so that is all the time we have for our show any last remarks you want to make Miguel?
0: i actually am starting to use twitter now so if you want to follow me at migmac08 at twitter don't ask i made it like five years ago i don't think anyone was going to ask
1: But you can follow the show
0: on Twitter at
1: PacCenterNV and on Instagram at PacCenterNevada. You can follow myself at GarrettStats on Instagram and Twitter. But one last thing before we go. Go Wolf Pack!
0: Yeah, hey, just forget oh the wins, it's the best to use oh oh yeah. oh
1: Won't you follow me into the jungle. Oh. City and land